Hello and welcome back to Let's Get Weirding. I'm Megan Sunday. And I'm Bo North. On this show, we are discussing Frank Herbert's Dune series, chapter by chapter. And today we are here to talk about chapters 33 and 34 of Children of Dune, just as soon as we hear out the prophet of these times. <laughs> so who would be the prophet of our times? I say Taylor Swift, but I know that that's a contentious choice. I don't even know. Probably someone on TikTok. I was going to say, like, Fauci? I don't know. That no one has ever heard of. That we haven't heard of because we're old people on TikTok. Right. They're like, Stanzi, you don't know so-and-so? Stan- like, uh. Stanzi Potenza. Oh, I'll take that, actually. Yeah. That's Yeah, good. yeah. That's a <laughs> So, um, Stanzi, if you're listening to this, which, why would you be? times. Yeah. Mm. oh boy dune boy oh boy before we get into that um (laughs) yeah before we get into that uh megan (laughs) what's new with what's new with you uh so we just wanted to do a quick real life update uh all caps yeah. Uh, just just because we did recently go on an unexpected hiatus, and that is something that, unfortunately, as much as we would like it to not, is something that is likely to happen again in the future, mm-hmm. uh, although we are going to try hard to work around it. I have recently been diagnosed with melanoma, mm-hmm. uh, so I'm getting treated for that and doing all that stuff. So for the most part, I'm fine. I'm just very tired. Yeah. So there are just some times that I'm like, I can't talk about Dune right now. Yeah, I mean... Uh, <laughs> It's hard. I wouldn't expect you to like, you know, when you're not feeling well, especially to, you know, have to read about Duncan being a little shit like oh he is God, these the chapters worst. or even like finding like scheduling time because, you know, you're going through all this and you have a small child. So and uh, <laughs> this is why the Fremen only go out at night, by the way. Yeah. Uh, pro tip. <laughs> Right. So, um, yeah, wear your sunscreen. And I, I just want to add on, like, you know, we're all here to support Megan. We love Megan. But the first person that comes at this podcast with, like, nutrition advice or essential oils, I'm sorry, you're getting blocked. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm good. I've, I've got doctors galore. Yeah. We love we're our fine. listeners. We're not so much with the MLM folks. So, that being said, we're that's... You know, we just wanted to touch on that and put it out there. If, you know, we have to take another break in the near future, you know why. No big deal. Yeah. So. It's not because we don't love you or Dune, because both these things are true. We really do. We love our listeners. We love the show. We love these books. And we love talking about it. I mean, really, I was doing yard work all day yesterday, and I decided to listen to older episodes of the show. (laughs) <laughs> oh no your own voice i know it's the worst but i was laughing while i was working because i was like we i really enjoy listening to us talk about this so <laughs> yay <laughs> so we have at least one fan and that's me <laughs> awesome <laughs> oh so before we get into these chapters we're gonna let jody take it away with another epigraph uh it's long so yeah good luck, jody. it's it's a chunky one. It's it's long. I've listened to her read it, and it sounds great, but, you know, just strap in, everyone. Uh, take it away, Jody. Above all else, the Mentat must be a generalist, not a specialist. It is wise to have decisions of great moment monitored by generalists. Experts and specialists lead you quickly into chaos. 
they are a source of useless nitpicking, the ferocious quibble over a comma. The Mentat generalist, on the other hand, should bring to decision-making a healthy common sense. He must not cut himself off from the broad sweep of what is happening in his universe. He must remain capable of saying, there's no real mystery about this at the moment. This is what we want now. It may prove wrong later, but we'll correct that when we come to it. The Mentat generalist must understand that anything which we can identify as our universe is merely part of a larger phenomenon. But the expert looks backward. He looks into the narrow standards of his own speciality. The generalist looks outward. He looks for living principles, knowing full well that such principles change, that they develop. It is to the characteristics of change itself that the Mentat generalist must look. There can be no permanent catalog of such change, no handbook or manual. You must look at it with as few preconceptions as possible, asking yourself, now what is this thing doing? The Mentat Handbook Yeah, I listened to that one. I was like, I really should apologize to her for how yeah, long is, that one is. I know. I'm looking at these words and I'm like, these are all words I know. <laughs> right. I know that I should know them. So, hey, um, happy KW Day, I guess. What? <laughs> the Kwisatz Haderach Day. Oh, yeah. What was the name of the holiday again? Uh, the day of the Kwisatz Haderach. The yeah. faithful called this day Alil, the sacrifice. Ah, uh, right, Alil. Well, happy Alil to you. I'm good. <laughs> the only thing I'm sacrificing is the chicken I'm going to eat for dinner. You know, I was raised Church of Kwisatz Haderach, but mm -hmm. I really, I've kind of left behind. Not uh, really observant. I'm not yeah. observant. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I like that this uh, epigraph is from the Mentat handbook. There is mm -hmm. not a Mentat in this chapter. <laughs> I, I want to know. in the next chapter. Is the handbook for the Mentats <laughs> or is the handbook for anyone who has a Mentat? The care and feeding a of mentat. your Mentat. <laughs> they are touchy. Yeah. They are grumpy. Real bitchy. They are always always being snarky yeah um the eyebrows <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean the eyebrows aren't canon but i you know, know but they're embedded david lynch has given us so many gifts i mean he has given us twin peaks and Firewalk with me and lost highway and fucking eyebrows <laughs> in dude <laughs> mentat eyebrows just so good and the weather reports and the weather. Oh, my God. I love the weather reports. Uh, David Lynch is a, good a time. he is a national treasure. He is. Mm hmm. He is. Him and John Waters. I wish they'd do a movie together. Oh, my God. I don't even know what that would look like. I don't even want. <laughs> I can't. It would stop. be very weird and very perverted. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There it is. <laughs> so it's I don't know. It's quiz. I chatter act day. Everyone's got off school. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, and yeah. The preacher's here. Yay. He's like, hey, everybody. I was supposed to be arrested on site, but that's not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know it's not going to happen. Everybody here knows. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Alia, Alia is, uh, she's kind of given orders for 
them to not arrest him just on this day, I think. Well, because it's such... It's a big... It's this holiday. It's the Mm -hmm. 28th day of mourning for Leto. Mm -hmm. uh, And I think she knows that at this point, no matter what the preacher says or does, arresting him in front of everybody is not going to be a good scene. It'll Mm -mm. be a scene, and it will not look good for her. No, because he's really starting to... You know, people are starting to listen to him and really... I don't want to say follow him, but sort of follow his his uh, sermons, I suppose you could say. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's also uh, a rebellion. Yeah. Going on. Yeah. The Desert Fremen and the priesthood of Wandib is, you know, they're currently at <laughs> serious odds. They have been, it's like a truce for the day. Uh, mm-hmm. It's, you know, like... The Christmas truce. What do you want, computer? Sorry, the computer's <laughs> just like, update me. No. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't like even the- know what it wants me to update. Like, that's the problem. Like, I'm not saying I'm a computer expert because I am absolutely oh. not. But sometimes they're like, you need to update this. I'm like, is that a thing? My phone keeps not recognizing my SIM card. Uh, and it, it keeps saying, like, no SIM card detected. And I'm like, um, bullshit. So, like, I can't use my phone for as a phone <laughs> right now. <laughs> the worst yeah so this is why we don't need thinking machines because they just confuse us no i'm tempted to go back to a flip phone anyway um yeah it's like the christmas truce and band of brothers yeah that's what i was trying to think of uh but i was thinking of the the christmas snoopy red baron song (laughs) Uh, i was gonna say i thought you were about to bust out with like the actual you know like battle site and name no, I, I mean i think it was in world war one but i don't yeah. know <laughs> um i just know the song because <laughs> it's I my favorite thought, christmas song i thought you were about to maybe look a fool no i'll i'll, I'll find something yeah yeah no that's, it's not hard <laughs> i also just noticed that my icon on cast is wearing a little hat which is just silly to me. I don't know. What, I mean, I guess they just do that to differentiate between them, but it's just this, like, faceless <laughs> It's very weird. With a but kind of cute. I don't know. Yeah, it's a little, it's, it's you know, <laughs> a catchy little, a little hat. So, yeah, the preacher's just running his mouth. Like, mm-hmm. he's just, there's a whole thing about Leto. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like that they're talking about how he's, uh, he could speak so strongly and, like, reach this whole crowd. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so they say, like, you know, someone from the desert who would have to address, like, large groups of people, and they don't have any kind of equipment. But they yeah. say a wormsman, which I like. Yeah, I like that, too. An old... The next, he he the has the Kingsman voice movie. of a... Yeah. Now they're the wormsman. <laughs> oh, man. Did you see that last one, the one that was, like, a uh, the prequel? I didn't even know that came out. No, I didn't. Yeah, I, I don't think I've only seen the first it. one. I've seen... Mm-hmm. The first one in its entirety. Wait, you never saw the second one? Because I've seen a in it. compilation video on YouTube of oh. all of Pedro Pascal's scenes. Okay, yeah, so. he's very he's very cute in that movie. Yes, yeah, he is. Um, jeans. He he very much is. So they uh, he it's just funny because. It's such a downer speech, and I know Leto just died, mm-hmm. or they think he died, but he's just, like, everyone's there for this celebration, this holiday, yeah. he's just like, guess what? Mm-hmm. You're all terrible. Yeah. <laughs> he goes very Bob's Burgers on them. But, like, 
he's like, why do we have, you know, why have we lost another Leto? And that's kind of like, ooh, because <laughs> this is the third Leto that we've lost <laughs> we just in this keep, series. They're dropping like flies. <laughs> Uh, so Alia is in the crowd. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's got a good quality still suit on, so it covers her whole her whole body and mm-hmm. her face. Yeah, and her her hair is under a robe. Mm-hmm. So she's just like trying, still trying to think: Is this Paul? I don't. I don't understand like how you can look at someone's face and not know if it's your own brother. You know, she's just like, well, I don't know about his. His voice kind of sounds like maybe he's using the voice, but I don't know. But Paul was mm-hmm. also an excellent public speaker without using the voice. So maybe this mm-hmm. is just his crowd voice. She There's notices, def- like, that he wore a ring at some point. Okay, why does he still have this ring indentation on his hand? For real, if he has been gone so nine years for later. nine years, it would, it would not be there anymore. Like, sometimes my fingers swell in the heat, so I take my wedding ring off, like, at mm-hmm. night. And, it, I mean, by the next day, I don't have a mark anymore no. <laughs> like dang <laughs> you need to maybe get your circulation checked paul right <laughs> and she does think that that was supposed to be the ring that would have gone to leto if she had let him yeah uh, she said like, if he had lived or had she allowed him to take the throne which is like mm, <laughs> girl I do like that she thinks that his uh, little helper, like his, the guy that, the, the teenager that leads him around is like mm. too saucy. And she's just yeah. like, I don't know if Mwadib would have like this attitude. It's weird to me that she thinks of Paul as Mwadib. Yeah. Like I know she's a Fremen. I, I know that. But at the same time, like it's strange to me because she's always just called him Paul, even in her thoughts. So, or my brother or whatever. I think she's now, like, just, it's such a distance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, no, that's a good point. But she's also noticing that when he talks about, when the preacher talks about Paul, and when he talks about Leto, he says endings instead of deaths. Yeah. And that kind uh, of gets her hackles up a little bit. She's like, wait a second. She says, you know, a truth-sayer confirmed Ghani's story, so there's no way that Leto could be alive. Mm-hmm. So what the hell is the preacher on about? Why is he here trying to cause all this trouble? Like, well, that's what he does, I mean. I mean, yeah. <laughs> he's he's a rebel rouser. Like, he is sincerely and, a firebrand. And it is very sad because some part of her really wants this to be Paul. Mm-hmm. Even if he's here to undermine her, to, you know, say, stop worshiping me as a god, you know, to mm-hmm. underthrow, like, overthrow everything that she's, like, built up. Some part yeah. of her is still like, is that my brother? Is he alive? The only adult person who's ever cared about me? Yeah. So this this is like, with this chapter, I, this chapter was kind of heartbreaking, especially towards the end, because she is the loneliest person in mm-hmm. the universe right now. Like, and has been, I would say, since since Paul left, I would say. Even like with Duncan around. But now she, she doesn't have Duncan she doesn't have her mom. Like, she could go to Ghani and talk to Ghani, but she doesn't want to put all this on Ghani and also maybe doesn't completely trust her yeah. niece. <laughs> um, but, like, she has nobody. And, like, at, at this moment, even, like, all the voices, all her past lives are, like, quiet. So she's, like, literally just alone in the universe. And it's very sad to me. It is. It's very sad. She's just... She has... 
nothing. I mean, that was mm-hmm. part of, we've discussed before, part of why she gave in to the Baron. Yeah. And now, yeah, without that, she's just, well, I'm just alone with my thoughts. And my thoughts are, I don't know what I'm doing. She does yeah. briefly consider killing the preacher, but then mm-hmm. she's like, I don't know. That seems like it might cause a little too much trouble. <laughs> yeah, it, sa- it sounds actually suicidal to me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, he does keep looking right at her, uh, despite yeah. not having eyes. Mm-hmm. He grabs her at one point and is like, what did Muad'Dib teach you? <laughs> She's like, ah, let go of me, weird man. Uh, I do like that he he, she, he says, what did Paul Atreides tell you, woman? And she's just like, how does he know I'm a woman? It's like, <laughs> Ollie, that's the least of your concerns. Like, I know, right? Uh, he, okay, now I'm going to be a child, but he yells, he told you that completion equals death. And I just was thinking about completion in a horrible Oh, no, no, I, I thought Completion. That completion equals death. Do not have sex, you'll get pregnant, and you will die. <laughs> Absolute yeah. prediction is completion, is death. I like, guess wow. this is like, if you know everything, then, you know, what's, the, what's even the point of being alive? If you know everything that's going to happen? Yeah. I, I can then see This that. is when he gets real, real snippy with the whole crowd. Uh, mm-hmm. He says... I give you Mwadib's words. He said, I'm going to rub your faces in things you try to avoid. <laughs> Damn. Like, dang. Don't say that to me, Paul, please. <laughs> I don't find it strange that all you want to believe is only that which comforts you. Okay, that's fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, how else do we, uh, how else do humans invent the traps which betray us into mediocrity? How else do we define cowardice? That's what Mwadib told you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know that you know, popping up and calling everyone mediocre cowards is gonna win people over, but you know, it's whatever. It's a little uh, a Morton Joe. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little. It's Just a touch. A touch, yeah. It's a touch of a Morton Joe. Um, it's also this whole speech and then when he says to exist is to stand out away from the background you aren't thinking or really existing unless you're willing to risk even your own sanity and the judgment of your existence it just i mean i mean he's talking about how they need to be actually like listening to what paul said because he mm-hmm. later at this this point he leans down to alia and says just to her stop trying to pull me once more into the background sister and confirms yeah. his identity and also says like this is you know you can't hide me right like this is a bit about me it is about me and i'm here mm-hmm. <laughs> the real slim shady uh, <laughs> is here but that whole bit about like, mediocrity and standing out is just a little too like atlas shrugged mm-hmm. i mean there's like just these these like tastes of it in the air I'm just like mm, yeah don't like that yeah no I don't know. I just wish that there... I, I, I'm enjoying this book a lot, I'll be honest. And I love this series. But I do wish that there was a little more kindness in these books. In yeah. these characters. Like, I wish there was just a, a touch of softness. I mean, I feel like we haven't seen, like, real kindness or, or virtue, really, since, like, Hara and Chaney. Yeah. I think that's that's really it. Like, once... Cheney died and mm-hmm. you know Hara had other things to worry about like no one in this immediate family received a bit of kindness or mm-hmm. fellow feeling and yeah you would think like 
it's because I think part of it is that, you know, the Fremen, for all that they are a very tough, very survivalist society by necessity, mm-hmm. they're also very family oriented. Yeah, they're close knit. Like, yeah, very, you know, like clannish, like this in a good way. Like, mm-hmm. you know, where you get that part of the reason that everyone is so unnerved by Alia is that like, there's always like little kids and babies and stuff running around. And she's just this little one who's walking around being like, good day. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> your baby looks like your great, great, great grandfather. She is literally alien. Yeah. To them. But once Paul takes over, they're just a fighting force. Mm-hmm. You know, we yeah. hear about how they've given up their traditions and you just you don't hear about families anymore. And I think that's why things really break down a lot for them. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know that like the change of the climate and the change of the planet is a big part of that. But it's also like, you know, they they did go from the this sort of community, these communities to just, you know, bodies to be thrown at mm-hmm. at enemies so it's, yeah exactly uh, you know and it's it's been since the previous book that we've even heard about anyone who's had like a dream like the mm-hmm. guy who wanted to see the ocean yeah like what does anyone do day by day they just are miserable yeah uh and i think that parts of the book and parts of some characters would like very much to blame all of this on Alia, mm-hmm. but it wasn't just Alia. Like this oh, is, no. I mean, and if this is all stuff, if, if Paul was taken to yelling, I'm going to rub your faces in that, which you try to avoid, like, well, I want to avoid you. Yeah. Yeah. My man, <laughs> I my mean, good, my good man. Uh, you're the one that got the ball rolling with this and you're the one that set up a religious government. Like, Mm -hmm. your mother tried to warn you against it, and you did it, and then you fucked off and left a 15-year-old to pick up the pieces and, you know, rule in your place. And, of course, it's... Granted, you know, this is not... Like, none of this is supposed to be an inspirational tale, per se. Mm -mm. Like, you know, we talked about this way back in the beginning in Dune, is that, you know, Paul is not supposed to be the hero. Right. You know, a protagonist is not necessarily a hero. Exactly. But, oh my gosh, yeah, could someone just have some joy? I mean, that's also an issue, I mean, you know, we've talked about this in the past, but that becomes an issue in something like A Song of Ice and Fire. Like, there's Mm -hmm. a point where, like, no one is having a good time. That's kind of, that's really, like, one of the reasons I pieced out of that series is just, it's just unrelentingly grim. Mm -hmm. And, like, I understand that, like, science fiction and and this sort of epic, you really do need, like, stakes and you need for things to be, you know, important and dire Mm -hmm. and, you know, life or death. I, I get that, but at the same time, it's like... If life isn't really worth living, then, you know, the stakes just don't feel like they don't hit the same emotional beats as like, yeah, you know, we have to protect this way of life or we have to, you know, help this. You know, We have to help people that need it or what have you. I mean, even in even in the Dark Tower, sometimes mm-hmm. they're just having fun, like telling yeah. stupid jokes. Yeah. Uh, we have a joke. Please. Yeah, could someone tell Frank. a joke? Any kind of joke. <laughs> Frank, a joke, please. 
And yeah, I mean, and that's something why I got tired of, for example, like that's why I got tired of The Walking Dead was that mm-hmm. those first seasons, I felt like at least everyone was still like, well, we're trying to figure out what's going on. We're mm-hmm. trying to, you know, form this community. We're trying to be safe. And there were still like funny parts, like things that were mm-hmm. comical. Yeah. And then it just became like, well, everyone's dead. Like more people yeah. are dying. Grim, 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 grim. Like, uh, yeah, I don't horrible, care anymore. horrible deaths and like, of characters every- that you is it, it was such an emotional ma- manipulation that show is where it ended up. So yeah, no, I I need a lit. You need a balance. I feel like, mm-hmm. and this book, like it, it's an awesome book, but it does it could use a little more lightness. This is why I really enjoyed the chapters with the twins, because I felt like even though they're kind of <laughs> they're definitely weird and belong yeah. in this universe, there is a sort of you know it's their their bond kind of was you know sort of enough of an emotional beat for me to sort of latch on to yeah and you got the feeling that they love each other and Mm -hmm. they like hanging out with each other and though there is the element of they're the only ones that understand each other and whatnot like they do make reference to hanging out with other kids and doing other Mm -hmm. things so more so than alia they are better prepared to just sometimes be like we're gonna kick a ball yeah uh, obviously, but then that all has to go out the window because everything in the world is falling down around them and they have to be the ones to pick up the pieces. Yeah. They are nine. <laughs> uh, so the preacher uh, confirms to Alia that he is Paul. Yeah. And yeah, and so this is the, the sadness. It is. She's just like, she's just sitting there watching him walk into this crowd and you know, the crowd sort of swallows him and he disappears into it. And she's just like, I don't have anyone. I don't and have anything. And she wants her first instinct is to run after him and ask mm-hmm. him to save her from herself. Yeah. <laughs> and she, she can't move. And then she's just so, she's so, it's an absolute despair that she just yeah. can't move her, her limbs. And she's just like, I don't know what to do. I don't have Duncan or my yeah. mom or anyone. Yeah. And, it's really sad. And she does say that, I, I will say that, you know, I was a little like, it wasn't just that she doesn't want to tell Ghani because she just doesn't want to talk to her. But she is like, mm-hmm. I can't go to her and say, oh, also your dad's alive. Right. Yeah. Like, oh, God, that's the last thing this kid needs. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I'm sure that Ghani already knows that her father is still alive. I'm, I'm Well, she sure heavily that... suspects, but yeah. I'm sure now she's like, wait, I had a feeling. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, but that was the end of that chapter. It's a sad chapter. It's tough to like, I I read this one several times just to sort of get it down in my head, but it, it really does end on such a melancholy note that, yeah. Like she's got no one to talk to or to help her. And I was just not in the mood for what happens in this next chapter. Oh my God. So this next chapter is another short one. We are back to Seleucus Secundus. Mm -hmm. Uh, Back, back again. Good old Seleucus Secundus. But let's, uh, let's have Uh, Jody go ahead and read this epigraph. I think it's shorter. So take it away. The one-eyed view of our universe says you must not look far afield for problems. Such problems may never arrive. Instead, Tend to the wolf within your fences. The packs ranging outside may not even exist. The Azhar Book, Shamra 1-4. Oh boy. (laughs) So we're back in Castle Carino. 
Yeah. Which is a name I don't like because I don't feel like anything else in Dune is called that kind of Castle name. Castle kind of thing, yeah. Yeah. So Castle Carino, I'm a little bit like, no thanks. <laughs> um, is this, I, I feel like this is picking up immediately after the last chapter with Faradin. Yeah. He's watching Duncan sitting outside Jessica's rooms. So now Psyching we're himself getting... up for this drama. Oh my God. <laughs> Duncan. Duncan oh, comes I... in. So Jessica's just like, I'm hanging out in my room. It's a mm. nice room. It's got a lot of soft couches and nice chairs and some glow globes. <laughs> I really love what she says to him when he comes in. Because he comes in and he doesn't say anything. And she's like, she doesn't turn around. She just says, uh, the, the gift of words is the gift of deception and illusion. So why do you want words with me, Duncan? <laughs> <Just like. laughs> okay, that's pretty good. <laughs> and he says, it may be that only one of us will survive. And she goes, so you want me to make a good report of your efforts? Like, dang. <laughs> yeah. She's Duncan, is it possible that you're lot. jealous of your place in history? And he's like, I... What? Why are you being so mean? She remembers the only other time that she got snippy with him, which was our favorite night of all. Yes. Drunken Duncan. Drunken. Yep. Uh, so, but she's saying, like, this isn't the same guy. Right. You know, it is, but it isn't. Uh, that that Duncan was the way he was because he was torn between his duty to the Duke and not wanting to spy on Jessica. And this guy doesn't have that. And then he's just like, oh, I don't know what history will say about me. I doubt I'll be, I'll even like register. She's like, what do you want? Like, I was chilling. (laughs) I was hanging out. I was looking at the garden. Now you're here. (laughs) You're here in my room. It's talking at me. Mm -hmm. And so she says, well, why are you here? And he's like, well, it's the same reason you're here. And she's like, what the? Like, why (laughs) why are we going in these circles? Like, does he really know why I'm here? And she's also just like, does he not realize that Faradin is definitely listening to everything he says? Like, she's looking at him like, bitch, you better be careful what yeah. you say. And she's like, you know, Ghani's the only one who knows why I'm here. So why is he, like, does he know? Or what is his problem? He needs to back up. Mm-hmm. Uh, she says... You know, the family's turned against itself. And she starts talking about, like, you know, when Leda was alive and the Harkonnens. And he's like, I don't want to talk about Harkonnens right now. Yeah, so apparently, I guess she doesn't know that Paul revealed that to him. Yeah. That, that the Atreides are from the Harkonnens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so he's just like, yeah, no, not hearing it. But he's like, oh, it was so cool of Paul to tell me that. Like, God, he really trusted me. He really liked me. Back when I had buddies and friends and my I wife just wasn't cheating on me. Was like, I know Duncan has, I know that he has his thing that he's doing. Like, and I, I know where this is going. But I will say, he makes it look awfully sus that he's wants to do all this shit when there's only women left in the Atreides Yeah, because he's family. like, well, what is, because he says that, you know, he says, another age, the Duke is dead. And she goes, well, House Atreides isn't dead. And he's like, well, isn't it? Like, who's left? Is it you? Is it <laughs> Alia? Alia? Is it Ganima? Like, yeah, actually. Uh, both of the two that you just mentioned, at least. Yeah. Um, he's like, is it just the people that serve you? I don't know who any of those people are anymore. I don't know who I'm looking at. 
they're not mm. Atreides. It's like, oh my god, Duncan. <laughs> so she says, well, have you gone over to Faradin? He's like, well, that's what you did. <laughs> she's she's uh <laughs> she's not uh appreciating this at all <laughs> she doesn't like no. his tone she doesn't like the shit he's saying and i mean personally if i was in a hostile place you know just barely getting in there by the skin of my teeth um you know i would not want to deal with this shit either no especially when one he sneers which i dislike mm-hmm. I don't like sneering. I don't like seeing Hard it described. Dislike. Yeah. And he, you know, she says, you know, we bought loyalty with loyalty. And he's like, oh, yeah, I used to hear your Duke say that all the time. He must be like, rolling in his grave. Like, oh. Yeah. I was like, bitch. Uh, what are you trying to prove? What? It's like, did you know people talk about you? <laughs> yeah. Did you know there's Fremen that hate you? Like, yeah. Dude, okay. Yeah. Oh, my um, God. So who wants to read this curse? Oh, I'm reading this curse. Okay, so good. You would, yeah. He's like, oh my god. There's a, a, you know, there are fremen that call themselves the Marquise of the Desert, and they have a specific curse for the Atreides. Everyone's so dramatic. Oh my god. The Marquise of the Desert. No, don't. What are you doing, (laughs) computer? Sorry. Uh, All right, here we go. More than that, my lady. More than Faradin's report. I've heard their curse myself. Here's the way of it. Burning beyond you, Atreides. You shall have no souls, nor spirits, nor bodies, nor shades, nor magic, nor bones, nor hair, nor utterances, nor words. You shall have no grave, nor house, nor hole, nor tomb. You shall have no garden, nor tree, nor bush. You shall have no water, nor bread, nor light, nor fire. You shall have no children, nor family, nor heirs, nor tribe. You shall have no head, nor arms, nor legs, nor gate, nor seed. You shall nave no seats on any planet. Your souls shall not be permitted to come up from the depths, and they shall never be among those permitted to live upon the earth. On no day shall you behold Shihalud, but you shall be bound and fettered in the nethermost abomination, and your souls shall never enter into the glorious light forever and ever. <laughs> That's the way uh, of the curse, my lady. It's like, wow, you yeah. really memorized that, huh, Duncan? Damn. She should have just whipped around and be like, I've got a bush and a hole, so fuck you. Oh, my God. She's like, you know what? <laughs> that was a lot of noise. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about covering all your bases, though. For real. I, I mean, I think it's kind of hilarious considering, and this, I don't know if I should say spoiler alert, but spoiler alert, that, you know, in the latter books, the Atreides sort of <laughs> are, they're sort of everywhere. They're just a common sort of surname, aren't they, in the latter books? There's a lot, like, well, there's a I mean, lot of descendants, I yeah. feel like. Yeah. So it's just yeah, like, they, well, good try with that curse, but. Dishonor on you, dishonor on your cow. <laughs> yeah. It's like, like if, I went, if I went to your house, it was just like, I don't know, pointing at like rocks in your yard. Just like this, you won't have this, not this uh, rock. I would very much like to not yeah. have the rocks. <laughs> You're like, please my curse yard. all the rocks. Thank you. As someone that was trying to plant a fucking rosemary bush yesterday, I would like there to not be any rocks in my yard, but I kept digging them up. So uh, sometimes yeah. you're just like, I tried to do at our old place. I was trying to just replant something and I was digging and there was just the biggest rock. And I was like, what are you? Like, this is Maryland. <laughs> what is happening? And I just had to give up because it was so big. It was like, I can't. 
just dig yeah. this out. Like, it would be a major undertaking. But it's like, yeah. what the hell is this? <laughs> I ended up putting it in, like, my gar- one of my vegetable garden beds. So I was like, yeah. fuck it. it. It's an herb. It counts. So she's just like, well, I don't like that. Why did you just tell that to mm-hmm. the inevitable spies of House Carino who are listening? Like, right. why? I don't want anybody to, like, know that people are talking shit about us. <laughs> right. Uh, so he says, he's- well, like, that's a really good argument for us to marry Ghani to Faradin. He's just like, ugh. <laughs> don't you know anything? Yeah. God, he's such an asshole. In this he's chapter. being terrible this yeah. chapter. He basically says, well, like, that's not going to really work because Ghani's a Fremen and Fremen basically don't marry anyone with debts and mm-hmm. House Carino is made of debts. Yeah. <laughs> they had to give up all their chome holdings, mm-hmm. so they don't own anything or have anything anymore, except, I guess, Castle Carino. Yeah. Uh, so Salusa, they used to have some some laser tigers, but they're gone. <laughs> uh, and he's just like, Farad would have to live on Arrakis mm-hmm. and you'd have to bring a Sardaukar and like the Sardaukar and the Fremen are going to coexist and it's like okay well how many Sardaukar is he bringing right like damn alright <laughs> uh, then my favorite line in the entire chapter which yes. is she's, Jessica says there's an old saying that one peels a problem like an onion is there? <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while since we had any folksy dune wisdom so I appreciate I mean, that Maybe she just was, she's reading from the Gospel of Shrek. She, it's in the Orange Catholic Bible, uh, right? the Book of Shrek. <laughs> I would love it if Shrek survived. Oh my God, the like a canticle for Leibowitz. It's just oh, so Shrek. <laughs> but not the book Shrek, like a, a picture book of the movie Shrek. Right. <laughs> a coloring book. <laughs> and, like Donkey is Judas. <laughs> not donkey no oh god it's so Gin- good. gingy if anyone yeah well He'd sell he, anyone out right <laughs> he uh so he's basically like look i'm done i'm yeah. not i'm just this is a formality i don't want to be a part of house atreides anymore i'm gonna go back to arrakis and I'm going to be, like, part of this these Fremen, this Marquise of the Desert. Like, I'm going to join up with these very, like, anti-Atreides people. And, like, I get where Jessica's coming from here because if this dude, who you know is, like, super deadly and super, you know, he's a mentat. So he's he's got the brains. He's got the skills. Like, I would not want him going over to my enemy side either. And he's just like, he's just like, I don't want to talk about Atreides anymore. I hear your Duke talking to me, but I don't know. But then Gurney used to say this other thing, or am I just mixing up all my proverbs? I don't even know anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't matter if the Fremen are in charge or the Sardaukar are in charge. Like, I don't know. And I don't know what's going to happen. I know it's not going to be good for us. And frankly, I'm tired of it. Like, yeah. maybe he just wants to marry Alia. And she's like, oh, is that why he's pissed off? And he's like, no. <laughs> First of all, I see your face. I am not angry at that idea. Well, he he also says, like, at this point, like, he can't even think of the, of the name Atreides anymore because it makes him think of her and Alia and blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, okay. 
He says, guy. you know, I loved your daughter, but she went one way and I went another, which really just he's trying his best to put a really good face on this divorce. <laughs> yeah, for like, real. I mean, we, couldn't irreconci- we just say that? Irreconcilable differences. Yeah, a uh, conscious uncoupling. <laughs> couldn't we just say that, like, I ignored my very young wife yeah. and until she basically, like, went insane? So, you know, great guy. a child bride, and mm-hmm. then I wasn't a very good husband, and mm-hmm. she slowly lost control of her personality, and yeah. I did not notice... And Until she was cocking me. <laughs> yeah, and then I only got offended because she was so weak-willed as to allow herself to be, one, possessed by an evil spirit of her ancestors, and two, to uh, cheat on me. So, <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, Duncan, obviously you think the world revolves around you, and, you know, I'm he sorry. Absolutely if heard, the, ne- if the next blue. three books just hold that theory up, but go ahead. I'm going to be very blue, but, like, he totally just saw... Like, he heard that Javid lets her peg him or something. And he was like, <laughs> well, obviously, I would never do that. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's got a real problem with women being in charge, it seems like. So, Jessica's like, okay, that's it. I'm going to kill this fucker. She's just <laughs> like, she's so mad. And oh, I, my God, she's furious. I get it. Like, you're saying this shit to my face when you know that our enemies are listening and you're talking about going over to our other enemies like what the fuck she's just she's done she's like i'm gonna get into position i'm getting ready and he says you know he knows that he says that he's heard the curses because many's the night i've spent alone in the desert it's like yeah that's why your wife went insane yeah, like, good job, Because you're on the desert listening you. to people curse her family instead of, I don't know, paying attention to her. Right. You know, a marriage is Helping a her get her driver's license, because... Yeah. <laughs> God, because she was 15. She's 15. Yeah. <laughs> she just wanted you to take her to prom, and oh instead my you were God. in the desert. <laughs> I'm oh my sorry. God, I just had a thought, like... Oh no. oh, no. Oh, God, you know who... You know who really should play Duncan? <laughs> this is terrible. <laughs> Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> I had to pick her up after school every day. Right. Uh, uh, if anyone knows about child brides. Uh, anyway. As someone in high school at the time, I remember being like, she's dating Jerry Seinfeld? Like, Is can you thing? imagine taking Jerry Seinfeld <laughs> to your prom? I just never even, I do not really care for Seinfeld and didn't no. watch it very much, but I... Never understood how he got so many dates anyway, so yeah. he's not, not my type. Duncan knows what she's trying to do, and he's like, I mean, you can try it if you want to, but it might not go the way you hope it will. There's a Fremen saying, which is, don't throw your blood upon my knife, which I love. That is mm-hmm. boss. Yeah. Uh, also, I Duncan, just wish it was not being delivered in this way, but yeah, it's pretty great. Duncan, don't ever pretend to our faces that you do not want her trying to kill you in some weird oh yeah sexual like dom beat me up <laughs> yeah. grab Steps. me by the neck step on my neck yeah sit yeah. on my chest yeah like i won't let you kill me because i i'm not gonna go out like that i'm duncan mm-hmm. idaho but like if you wanted to just <laughs> wrestle around on the floor a little bit i guess i wouldn't complain like duncan <laughs> no uh, Oh, but like, 
so she just kind of freezes and she's still just so pissed and I get it. But she does the Eddie Azard, I think you'd better leave. Yeah, he uh <laughs> he like backs out of the room because he knows better. Like he knows not to turn his back on her. So he like backs out of the room. He's like, I and I say this for the last time, or I call you my lady for the last time and like bows and leaves. It's He's like, so mean in this paragraph. Like, oh, wait, I'm gonna read it. Yeah, please do. Idaho backed away from her until he felt the door behind him. Yeah, because you're afraid. (laughs) You're afraid. Uh, He bowed. Once more, I call you my lady, and then never again. Yeah, until, like, later this evening in your bunk, I guess. Anyway, uh, my advice to Faradin will be to send you back to Wallach quietly and quickly at the earliest practical moment. You are too dangerous a toy to keep around. Although I don't believe he thinks of you as a toy. You are working for the Sisterhood, not for the Atreides. I wonder now if you ever worked for the Atreides. You witches move too deeply and darkly for mere mortals ever to trust. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Rude. And she says, Agola compar- considers himself a mere mortal. He says, compared to you. I love that this never stops. They never stop fighting. Because then he, she goes, leave. And he's like, uh, such is my intention. Like, just stop, both of you. Yeah. The last uh, word. Yeah. So that's the end of this chapter. And, and so he God. says it's done mm-hmm. and they can only take it one way. So like, yeah, there are layers upon layers to everything. Like, this isn't just as simple as Duncan throwing a hissy and quitting. But he does a real good job of, of playing it that way. And again, as we have indicated, and, you know, spoilers galore, it's very rich of him to try to leave the service of the Atreides. Mm -hmm. Good luck with that one, buddy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sorry. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, things are moving along. We're going to Wishes were fishes. Yeah. Duncan, (laughs) Idaho. Stitch that on a pillow. (laughs) Next to peeling problems like an onion or whatever the hell it was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Make onion rings out of your problems. Mm, I, I would love to. I fucking love an onion ring. Have you ever gone to Red Robin and got one of those stacks? <laughs> I. Okay. Uh oh. Have I gotten the stacks? No. But when I get carry out from Red Robin, which I do on occasion, especially when I wasn't eating meat because they have, like, the impossible Yeah, 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 yeah. We, we do that, too. Yeah, so, like, I would always get an order of onion rings. They don't come in the tower, but it's a tower's worth of onion rings. So, yes, technically, yeah. no, yes. that's fair. But I, not at the table, no. <laughs> we recently got takeout from Red Robin ourselves, so. You know, it's just fine. There's nothing wrong with Red Robin. It's mm-hmm. good. No, I like you, it. If you need, like, if you just really have a, a burger and fry hankering, it's fine. You don't have to get fancy with that shit. Plus, uh, my husband and daughter went to pick up the food and she got a balloon. So Aww. She was so quite plus. pleased. A plus service there. So. And I was like, wow, okay. when I go places, I don't get a balloon. She just looked at me like, I know, like it's me. <laughs> um, so I think that's going to wrap it up for this week. Mm-hmm. Um. We don't have any reviews or questions or plugs at the moment, but no, if not you, yet. If you want, I'm sure to, we will. Yeah, if you wanted to send us some questions for our Q and A, we would love to hear from you. You can reach us at we're on Twitter and Instagram at Weirding Pod. You can send us an email to weirdingpodcast at gmail While you're out there, 
Maybe check us out over at thespool.net where we write about film and television. Uh, we've got a lot of stuff coming up for June, so, you know, check back in with us then. Mm-hmm. We'll see you guys next time. Until then, be nice and take, take your, your spice. spice. <laughs>